right, and we're off. This is it. We've reached the beginning. The beginning of the new show. This is the culmination of weeks of planning, months of preparation. We've really put something together here that I'm super excited to finally announce. If you're listening to this, then you know what I'm about to say. Welcome, everybody, to the new show, Two Detroit Nerds. We've moved from the As It Is podcast to this platform because we wanted to give you guys something a little bit more solidified, a little bit more focused, and this is our new show. So I'm excited. We're going to be doing uh, video soon. We're going to be doing a lot of other stuff, but this is the beginning of an incredible journey, and I'm so excited to be on this. Same, Dom, bro. You ready for this? I've been ready, man. We're finally fucking here, man. Dude, we're we're in the door, bro. We're in the door. This is it. So with this show, because I think with as it is, and we were just talking about this, is like we kind of had a little bit more free form, just kind of talking yeah. about whatever we want. And I still love that, and we're still going to be doing that on the show. But because it's a different audience, because we want to go mm-hmm. for a little bit of a more wider appeal, we are going to have segments. We are going to break things down a little bit more structured. And this is just going to be one of those shows where we really get into the weeds of our favorite animes, new animes coming out, new video games coming out. We're going to be sort of a news source for you guys, but we're also going to get into the classics. Yeah, hell yeah, Because the classics will will never get old. We'll never stop talking about it. I will never stop talking about Final Fantasy X. If you're looking for me to stop talking about it, it's just never going to happen. I'll never stop talking about Kingdom Hearts. It's never going to happen. It's the base for everything we got now, bro. I mean, come on. This is is like the foundings of why we're here, you guys. Like, come on. So those are going to be mainstays, but, um, you know, we're obviously going to talk about other forms of media, not just anime and video games, but that's kind of where our home is on the show. So welcome, everybody. I hope you're going to be ready for this journey, because I certainly am. Oh, yeah. So let me just jump right in. I I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for the entire time that I've been into anime. And it's about a specific anime that everybody wants to tell me is the greatest show. If if you go to somebody, there's like almost a 60% chance that they're going to say that this is their favorite show. Absolutely. And it's One Piece. Yeah. And I, I, got, some, I got some things I got to say about it. I don't understand why people like it. I, I don't. And this this is, we're starting out at the gates here with an incredibly controversial take. Yeah. And, I, and I'm aware of that. I Possibly understand. Possibly the most controversial of today within the anime world, I would say. Some people might want to turn this off already. Yeah. We might hurt some feelings here, you guys, but if you're a little thick-skinned, stay with us, please. So here's here's my gripe with the show. And you said it perfectly, Don, we were off air. Like, it doesn't matter to me if a show has 900 episodes. That doesn't mean that it's good. No, I I need the things, the factors, the quality that I see in other shows to even compare it or make it uh, put into that category of best animes. Because when you're talking about best animes, you're talking about things like Attack on Titan, talking about things like Neon Genesis Evangelion, Yu Yu Hakusho. And just to compare Shonen to Shonen, Yu Yu Hakusho had four seasons. They were all absolutely lit. Yes. There was barely any filler in that show. And I don't hear that show get talked about nearly as much as something like One Piece. No, I mean, that's... With no bias behind this, you know, the 90s really did it perfectly with their shows in in terms of everything. Not saying everything from the 90s is golden, but a lot of shows from the 90s, statistics-wise, really checked out more than a lot of these shows today. A lot of these shows today... I don't want to sound like I'm down talking, but they're missing something that all these other, you know, these 90s titles had. And I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but 
there there was a sense of substance there that may not be here as much today. It's like taken away a little bit more. I don't know what it necessarily is. There was it was like edgy. They really hit everything on the nose, like I said. So it's yeah. like, and not to not to like sound like we're bashing one piece. It's not what we're doing, but we're we're just giving our honest opinions here. So for me, like the mention of longevity and and just just length of a show in most cases for myself that ruins the show for me because yeah. it's almost you almost get this feeling of like dragging on, dragging out, like. Okay, we get it. Like, you can only do so much with a show within its own realm, depending on how far you've built the world. And right. I feel like, from what I have seen, have heard about, read, there's definitely great parts of it. But at the same time, it's like, a lot of it is kind of repeated, from what I'm told. It seems like it's this formula of Luffy and company meet some insurmountable enemy that they are able to easily surmount by... Yeah doing some crazy fight scene that lasts 32 episodes mm-hmm. and then we just rinse and repeat. Yeah. And like if a show's going to last that long, I want to see the characters grow. I want to see them become yeah. different people. I want like I'm trying to think of the anime where like I mean this is the obvious one, but like like uh I was about to call it Goku. Uh fucking <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Sound like old parents. <laughs> yeah. You guys watching Goku, Goku in there? Uh, but no, Dragon Ball Z is a generational like you go through the generations of, of, of Goku's lineage and you see these people grow old. You literally see them grow up. And when I'm watching One Piece and, and forgive me because I haven't seen all nine hundred episodes. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who are listening to this right now. It's like they do grow up yeah. in episode six hundred and eighty one. Right yeah. now listen to this. <laughs> and and this is exactly my point. I shouldn't have to go nine hundred episodes to figure that out. No. It should be truncated in a way that I can consume it, enjoy it, and it can still have new stuff that comes out, but it shouldn't just be stretched to this impossible amount where like I my my cousin, I remember I, I walked into his room. He's like sixteen. Yeah. I walked into his room and he was watching One Piece, and I was like, "Yo, I, I, that's crazy! I didn't know you watched anime." He was like, "Yeah, I'm on episode like 500," and I was like, "That doesn't sound enjoyable to me. That sounds like work. That sounds like you're doing homework." Right yeah, now. bro. Like you, he's just like, "Yeah, I just got to power through this arc, and then I'm gonna get to the next one." I'm like, Pfft. "Next one? Yeah, you can <laughs> see, over? You can see me with that shit. I ain't doing none of that. I ain't doing none of that shit." So, no, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, I, don't get me wrong. You know, I understand it. Different things work for different people, and th- and that's with just about everything. But um, I, I've. I've multiple times I've I've tried myself, bro. I have. I I really like to take everything at face value, especially for my friends. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody I don't know, maybe not. For my friends, of course, I'm gonna trust your opinion. You're right. my friend. Why, you know? Right, why else right. am I, Why Why else are you my friend? <laughs> right. If I'm not trusting you, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I've tried multiple times, and I know, like you know, we can get lost in other things. We can be more interested in things at the time. But what I seen wasn't necessarily bad. But like you were saying, it kind of in my head felt like. It was taking too long for me to get what I was looking for out of it, in right. a sense. You know what I right. mean? So, with that being said, I, I, of course, I'm going to probably give it another chance. I don't know about, like, all a thousand-something episodes now, but <laughs> there, there's definitely certain points of it that I have had interest in, in certain yeah. things, especially with the newer chapters and newer yeah. episodes coming out, because... This is this is a show we're talking about that started in the 90s, which, yeah. which that, that, to be, that being said... That is a major standpoint for this show is that the fact that it has been out since this long and it's still continuing on to this day. There's only, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's maybe only two other shows that actually can say that have been successful off that. And I would say that is Dragon, the Dragon Ball series and 
I don't watch this, but the Pokemon series. Yeah, Pokemon is, is definitely the other one. Not many other things have been standing as long as this has, so I would definitely give them the credits for that. And there's obviously something going for it in that sense. But um, I don't know, man. I Like I told you off the air, like what I have watched is not much of a serious factor to it. Not that everything has to be like super, super serious. serious, you know, down to each little point. But for me, it's like there's no sense of... These guys aren't winning this fight to me. Yeah, which I which I love that. I love I love being flipped upside down, if you will, with my thoughts and my expectations from a show. Like, oh, yeah. they got this, and then the opposite happens. Not right. you know, right? Every show falls down. Eventually, going into like a similar format, with the exception of a good number of shows. But yeah. this is this is a shown in big three. This is regarded as a big three. So of course, it's gonna follow that format. But at the same time, it's like other shows do that better to me. I, it's absolutely true that they do that better, but I will say to a show like One Piece's credit, it has an entertainment factor that is just undeniable. Yeah. It's incredibly entertaining. It's an incredibly uh, addicting show in a lot of ways. If you get sucked into the universe and if it works for you, you're going to be converted into a super fan overnight. I mean, it really... And it's, it's original. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that for sure. I, there's no other show that I've watched personally that has, has done as well... With the inclusion and introduction of pirates. Right. Because, you know, if you tell somebody, like, if you give somebody a, a brief summary of the show, a kid named Luffy, he's got rubber powers, he's a pirate looking for a treasure. Yeah. Most people today aren't going to watch that at all. But if you actually give it some time and watch it, I'm, I'm sure we would eventually come around to oh, it. Oh, This I'm is sure. us just saying this right now. I mean, like I said, bro, I've gotten so spoiled and so used to the new style and format of how anime of today does that I, I don't necessarily want to go back like there's there's almost no new shows they don't have the heavy inclusion of filler the yeah. pacing to me is perfect in new shows it's yeah. like it's done everything is done so good with a couple things left out you know from the 90s era but i, I kind of feel like that's that's a major factor for myself at least no i agree and, and when you see anime get fused or at least the story format of anime get fused or rather updated to the type of format that you would typically see in a prestige drama yeah. like a game of thrones or something like that i would say you know attack on titan is a perfect example of like a prestige yeah. drama slash anime yeah. and like when you see that formula work out so well it's hard to go back it it's is hard, it's really hard to to reappreciate the old stuff when i mean it, of course the old stuff is still goaded in yeah. a lot of ways but in, in terms of just that that satisfaction you get from a show it's it's hard to to still remain satisfied from a show that doesn't have the elements of a prestige mm -hmm. drama in 2022. But um, I wanted to I ju I was thinking about a segment that we could do. I don't. This is a total test run. I'm just gonna see if yeah. this works. But I'm gonna try to review an anime without watching it. So I'm oh, gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna well, go. Hopefully it's one I haven't watched too, because I can so, do a good review depending on what we're talking about. Because this this is in, so intriguing to me. Uh, I'm, I was on my anime list and I saw the number three top airing anime right now called Bachi the Rock, and it's number three. I don't think I've heard of that. It's it's I think it's a let 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 me just read the description here so that we can get people who haven't um who haven't seen this or don't know about this. Let's just familiarize ourselves with it. So synopsis is yearning to make friends and perform live with a band, lonely and socially anxious Hitori Bachi Gotou Gato devotes her time to playing the guitar on a faithful day. Bachi meets the outgoing drummer Najika Ijichi, 
who invites her to join Kesuko band with when their guitarist Aikio Kita uh, flees before the first show. Soon after, Bachi meets their final bandmate, the cool bassist Ryu Yamada. Although their first performance together is subpar, the girls feel empowered by their shared love for music, and they soon are joined by Kita. Finding happiness in performing, Bachi and her bandmates put their hearts into performing as musicians while making the most of their fleeting high school days. So, I have never heard of an anime like this. Have you no. ever heard of a girl rock band anime? Absolutely not. And and I will be honest with you, I used to be, which I'm sure a lot of us anime fans were at a time, I was a strictly action guy. Yeah. Action adventure. If, if they didn't have any those two aspects, shelf. Yeah. Never getting picked up by me. But that, it, it does sound interesting because we, and me and you have talked about this before, you really get a different look into the culture with a lot of these different genres of anime outside of just just the fighting you know what i mean without the power-ups the the special attacks whatever it may be that's included right this does sound interesting i wouldn't mind checking this out because i think i will they're actually like like i said to go back to today's animation style it's just it's beautifully done and i feel like a show like this Mm -hmm. would knock that out of the park because where they wouldn't have to focus so much on those other elements which the normal anime fan may be looking for mm-hmm. they can put more time and more effort into those aspects which again that that can draw somebody in way more than just a good story or yeah. or, or a good fight scene if you would right I, I think when you're seeing anime branch out into like the entertainment uh pop genre mm-hmm. it's a really good sign because it's showing that like I'm sure there's other animes that have existed before this that are, you know, about musicians and bands, but when you see that it's a top three anime, that means that they got that means that they got really good at telling that story. And that just diversifies the whole, you know, pantheon of anime. So it just expands the genre and expands the art form. So that really makes it um, interesting to me. And also, Aniplex produced it. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be lit. Um, Aniplex is goaded. Yeah. And I mean, when when you look at like top line producers producing a show that's kind of outside of the norm of like what usually works, then you have to know okay, there's something, there's some quality to this that stands out, and yeah. that's really great. So this, as as kind of, it sounds a little, I mean, could the, is the music going to be good? Probably not. Probably not, Let's, yeah, I yeah. mean, is, come on now. Is, is the music going to be late? It's definitely not going to be Drake and 21 Savage's yeah. mixtape, but it's it's probably going to be endearing, and the characters are probably going to grow on you. And uh, what, is, what is the anime... Um, genre subgenre where it's uh geared towards girls is that is that yuri or i um i forgot what that's called where it's a it's like about it's for fuck. girls and it's usually about girls I forgot. ah damn bro we're, we're gonna have to we're yeah gonna we're gonna have to, have to get, get back to you guys on we're that one to get back. but yeah i don't watch many of those shows obviously me either. i'm not a girl but yeah um I, this just kind of made, reminds me of um when a friend of mine told me to watch high school snafu and um i was at first very i was i was very skeptical about it because i was like why would i like a show that's about like teenage romance when i'm an action anime guy yeah and that show was so incredible and so well written and just an incredible drama from beginning to end that it just made me realize like oh my god there's a whole world of anime that i haven't explored and it really is like the kind of high school drama yeah 
like sort of side of anime, which typically would be for girls. So nine times it, out of ten, easily. So it, it shows that 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 kind of subgenre can be uh, palatable for mm-hmm. people like us, so who are typically action anime guys. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely that's my um, anime that I haven't seen that we just reviewed. It has an eight point seven eight on my anime list. Uh, it does, you guys don't need to hear from me if it's good or not. I mean, the the consensus is spoken. Yeah, it's clearly a good anime. So, but you know, cho- choose for yourself. L- watch it. Let us know. Uh, this is a great segue into how you can contact us. So our uh, fucking email <laughs> is called Two Black Nerds. It's the number two black nerds at proton dot me. You can always email us there. Tell us what shows you saw. We'll talk about your favorite shows. We'll even shout you out if you want. And uh, we'll just, you know, discuss whether or not your opinions are valid and whether or not we agree with you. Yeah. And this will be a good way for you to interact with the show and just kind of give us your two cents. And Yeah, fill that inbox up. You guys yeah. give us suggestions, man. I mean, I mean, there's probably some of you out there who's got a list that'll double, triple, quadruple ours. So, I mean, we're always open to suggestions, always things we want to check out, especially for you. Some of you heavier anime watchers, I would say, I don't want to go as far to call you as weebs because I feel like there's a there's a different uh, aspect that would have to be included within that. <laughs> yeah. Almost coming off as a little yeah. insulting, but it yeah. is what it is. You, you describe yourself as a weeb, definitely do it. You know, ch- you know, check us out. Yeah, no, definitely check us out and give us your animes that you want us to review. Again, our email is two black nerds that's the number two black nerds at proton dot me that's p-r-o-t-o-n dot me but getting back to our format here our segments mm-hmm. um we we talked about in the last episode that i put on this um we talked about call of duty yeah but i i did want to revisit because this kind of reminds me of anime but it's not an anime it's more like I guess like a uh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. kind of sh- the, the video game, but let's talk about Elden Ring again. Oh man, because my my, my, my goat game, my be- game I needed. Because th- this this is this is such an interesting phenomenon. I've never played a game that is so hard and so frustrating, but yet I'm constantly thinking about when I'm not playing it. Like it's it's work. It's it, actually it is. Hard it's work. work. It's a job. It's a fucking it's, second job, bro. It's a job, but it's a job I love. It's yeah. like clocking into your to your factory job where you're whistling to work. You got your lunch pail. You're ready to go. That's the, that's what Elden, Elden Ring is to me. That's my factory job Man. video game. So we are nearing the end of this year, which to any Elden Ring fan is a very good sign. For those who may not know that have slight interest in the game, or for those like myself who have already beaten the game a couple of times and gotten what you needed out of it, went through the ins and outs of the game, completed every quest, whatever it is you may have done out here, we are getting closer and closer to the DLC drops, yes. which I cannot fucking wait for. I've been waiting on this. I've t- personally taken a break from the game myself, not for any specific yeah. reason. It was just, I like to not if you would dissolve myself in this game because I've done that in past from software titles mm-hmm. and it kind of kept me from revisiting them, which mm-hmm. which I, I didn't like to say because when I finally did come back to some of these titles and revisited, mm-hmm. I was like, why did I stop this? Right. What, what was what was the main point? Right. I'm sure at the time I knew what it was. Right, right. A fucking annoying boss. Yeah. A repeated cycle of me just dying, 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 <laughs> trying all these new things and just maybe sucking at the game. But <laughs> with this one, I remember Dark Souls 3 announcing their DLC at the time, and mm. I was geeked for it. And I, 
didn't think that was going to be topped. Right. But when at the start of the release of Elden Ring, uh, the creator already said himself, there's future plans for multiple DLCs. And I have little to no knowledge. I like to have this sense of stubbornness to me where I don't go research. I don't go look up information to keep it fresh for myself. And with this, I've done a very good job in disciplinary areas. And bro, I'm just, I've had so many thoughts, so many imaginations of what's to come. And I couldn't even pinpoint one for you but i am beyond geeked for it I, i'm i'm truly curious to see what they're gonna drop because i couldn't believe what i seen within the game itself i mean the game is incredible i mean I, that's I don't, I don't i'm not doing it justice by talking about no. it like you really do have to get your hands on this game and play it one way that you know that a game is absolutely lit is if it's still 60 dollars over a year after it came out like this game and no DLCs, no added content. Nothing. It's just the base game and it's sixty bucks. They've never dropped the price. The game is just that hot off the presses. Like it really is it for me it gave me the vibes that I haven't felt in over ten years. Yeah, which says a lot, bro. Games. I haven't felt that sense of wonder and mystery. Yeah. Like the mystery and, and the 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 quality of the game just being this sort of unattainable Thing that you can barely like you're you're like do i even understand what's going on i don't well, I, don't. <laughs> I, I don't even understand what's happening but there's just something so um so the, the the word i'm looking for is like just full of content just full yes. of substance never ending almost. so yeah just this substance rich game that really does put you in the world that it's trying to put you in and there's very little explanation of what's going on or the character you're just sort of ta- taught these terms and understanding these concepts that are just kind of thrown at you and it really treats you like an adult you know it's a game oh that, yeah it, that, put that some hairs it, on your chest playing yeah, this yeah it really ju- doesn't doesn't spoon feed you anything and for that the game for really is one of my top games of all time just no it just is for bro that. And, and and the thing that i don't think not being spoon-fed is not given enough credit for is unlike past souls games you can really take like your own play style your own um your own direction in this game and, and tackle it any way that you want other mm-hmm. games kind of you had to stay on this certain path. Yeah. Not not literally a path of, like, walking or, or riding a horse or, like, traveling upon, but a path of how am I going to go after this game? You can... Yeah. Not many games can you say that about that allow you to have that much availability mm-hmm. and still meet and end up in the same results at, by the end of the game that other people have. This lets you tackle it so many different ways, which I loved because, like I said, there was a certain format play style you had to go by in past games. With this, mm-hmm. it was... I, I was... Listen... I'm a super fan of these games, and I didn't think anything else could be topped mm-hmm. as well and as much that this game ended up doing by the end of the game. Like, other games I could have could have gotten bored by, could have stopped, could have lost some interest in this. Like, bro, I literally caught myself at times playing this, riding around on my horse, mm-hmm. looking at the scenery. Yeah, just... How beautiful it is. Just being inside of the game. Yeah, like, being I in that done, world. I can't think of the last time I did that in a game except for... Final Fantasy X, yeah. except for games that really um, were market makers in terms of like what an RPG is, and when when you have a game that's coming from you know not Square Enix, no. not you know Bethesda, nope. just the this this one shop f- uh, from software that has just been pumping out these games. I guess they're called the Dark Souls 
world dark, or yep. dark so because i'm i'm new to this dom was the one who got me into into all of this and it just is such a niche and such a specific type of game that there's really nothing like it like, at all there's really you can't compare it to anything it just is its own thing and i know you were talking to me um a, a week or two ago about sekiro which was the game oh, right man. before right before this one and, and I, that was what i was thinking of when you were saying that there's some from software games that you have to play a certain way yeah and that's that's the one if there's ever ones to reference it's, it's sekiro it's like you at one point or another you have to play by the, by their style of which which they intended to be played by but they do it so well with this yeah. that that won't come back to bite them in the ass and i don't think it has even still to this day yeah and i I would definitely recommend checking that game out too because while it is so much different from their past titles it has the similar vibes that you would want in this game like without saying too much you could play this you could go into this game blindly and there's no doubt in your mind that this was a a souls born game that's that's the term i think is souls born which is Dark Souls, Bloodborne, because those two games kind of keep the same area effects, the same yeah. world. Not this. Let me not say same. Similar. similar. The similar world building, you know, enemies, yeah. things like that, mm. the fight styles, shit like that. So, but going back to Elden Ring, the goat. By the way, guys, the goat. Um, yeah, man, they just they they just upped so many things in the best ways you could have thought of without taking too much away from that style. And I, I wanted to actually reference something on here i just seen today i hope my connection will work for me like come on save me here (laughs) it is um ign posted if i'm not mistaken the creator himself can't you right here uh hidetaka miyazaki uh he i loved this i'm 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 a sucker for this kind of shit he had an interview where he basically literally came out and admitted he had no idea what made Elden Ring such a massive hit? Really? Yeah, he he because he, he even explains himself like he says right here. This is a quote. This is his exact words. It's true that sales were higher than those of our previous games, but I have no idea what the reason was. He even admitted this himself. Even if he wanted to reproduce that success, he would not be able to. That to me, for anybody who has not played this game yet, that is the perfect example of why you should play it. Yeah. That 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 to me shows that he is just a a top tier now at least a top tier. If anybody didn't think he was before, he's a top tier game producer. I mean, mm. bro, this put him into the now triple A titles of game with Elden Ring. Yeah, if it wasn't before, which I wouldn't say it was because that past games weren't as popular. They were popular. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They had they had they like were, like solid fan bases. This just blew it out the water, bro. Like this. There was never a time in my life I thought a Soulsborne game was going to be talked about and had so much coverage that Elden Ring came out to have, bro. Like, I'm talking, yeah. I've seen streamers that were strictly FPS streamers. you never seen them play this style of game. Yo. Ha- like, almost needing to, yeah. having to go play this game. Like, they did not give up on it. They went and played because the hype spoke for itself, bro. I mean, look yeah. at all these people. I, I know people that hated the Souls games mm-hmm. when I bought Elden Ring, beat the game. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, me playing past titles without taking anything away, this was the most player-friendly game that they've ever released in terms of, like I said, accessibility. There were just so many different things you can do in this, so many different play styles that they made it for everyone without toning it down to the point of their true core 
fans mm-hmm. wanting to step away from this game. Mm-hmm. At least from what I've seen. I didn't see too many people who were diehard fans of this say, oh, I can't play this. Right. No, I, I, I think um, seeing how like tough the game is to get into at first, but then seeing how dedicated people become in playing it is really the proof that it's this it's this special thing of like teaching players to play a new type of game yes. and getting them hooked within a few just play times like of playing it like it, it really is very i mean it takes a little while to master and get that, good that you, there is almost no mastering of this game yeah no that's that's true that you almost can never master it but it gets you hooked without having to be super good at it which is an incredible thing to accomplish no and and something else that i could definitely point to in reference that speaks for this game and puts it into a box of its own is, is this alone this is an rpg you know we've we've had numerous massive rpgs come out adam already mentioned final fantasy you got your games like uh the witcher which was a great game super yeah. successful not uh, cd project red knocked it out the park but one thing i've noticed though to this day that none of these other games have done is be made and have by the fans created a title that describes the genre itself while involving the title of the game no other rpg has been given a title like Soulsborne. If somebody right. says Soulsborne to you and you have some knowledge of media or the right. games nowadays, you know what that means. Yeah. Right off rip. Right. You know that what you basically know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and, the, and like the, it kind of means like punishing, yeah. non-forgiving. Unforgiving. Yeah. Like just it's it's not you're not getting anything spoon fed like you said. Nothing's being handed to you. You're kind of just thrown into this world of just just brutal um what's the word i'm thinking of brutal um attacks just just i don't know bro it just i've never seen any other titles be given a subgenre of their own with the inclusion of the names of the games i have not seen that done where the names of the games describe the experience that Mm -hmm. you're gonna get yeah no that's that's a very unique thing and like also just the attention to like what they put their effort into like if you if you look at just the ui of the game like it looks like it's almost like a ps2 like ui like it's got that like old type of script yeah like you know it's like very uh it's very static yeah and then when you play the actual game it's the most vibrant lush like expansive open world rpg that's pretty much out right now easily but like it's so it's so at this it can be so full of content but at the same time be very linear and straightforward it's it's uh it's such a unique and just and and just uh a title that's almost unforgettable like there's games that you play that you're just like oh yeah that was fun you know whatever and then you move on to the next game i can't move on from elden ring i I can't forget about it i gotta keep going back like you guys let me give you a clear example before Adam played Elden Ring and me and him discuss our interest with the video games, he told me he was mainly like a Battlefield type of guy. Now, most people who are like, let me not say the word stuck, but so involved in FPS that I've known personally don't really get, you know, into games as much as I've seen Adam get into Elden Ring. Like, I'm telling you guys, without putting too much of our business out there, I had Adam hitting me up <laughs> yeah. all the time in the best way possible. Bro, you <laughs> yeah. get on Elden Ring. Can we play Elden yeah, Ring? Let's, Can you play Elden. let's do this, bro. Yeah, and yeah. I like, I can't say the same about any of my other friends who also have this same game. And then I yeah. and it, to me, I loved seeing it, bro. I, I never yeah. told you. This. I loved Thanks, to see man. that because, like, it showed your dedication to wanting to play this. And it, re- it reminded me of myself when yeah. I first got into these games. Now, yeah. 
it's ironic, but let me let me do a little shout out. Shout out to my boy Dom. Um, he was the the reason I got into the Soulsborne games. Oh, true. This guy was constantly, constantly at the time of the release posting about Dark Souls Three, and at the time myself being into the games that I was, I wanted something new. So just that little, uh, what's it called? That little uh, exposure to the game from him himself. I asked him like, "Hey, bro." Is this game going to be good? Like, not that I didn't believe his words or doubted him, but I was mm. like, how, how is this game going to be? How are the past ones? What is it? What about it am I seeing that's mm. keeping you posting about it so much? Yeah. And he basically gave me a brief explanation. He said, bro, this is possibly going to be one of the greatest games to come out in the RPG genre. I highly recommend you get it. Go out, buy it when it comes out. Play it. Let me know how you feel. You guys, I bought this game. I hated it at first. Yeah. I was so mad this guy recommended yeah. I bought this game. I wanted to almost call him and tell him, bro, what the fuck did you just make me go spend $80 yeah. on? About the about the the expansion edition that oh, automatically true. came with the DLCs yeah. when they released. Yeah. I just, like, I could not wrap my head around this game. Like, I'm a guy who has played some action-adventure RPGs and just... I could not understand why anybody would want to buy this game or even recommend it to somebody else. Like... Here you are, you're dropped into a world, you have a little-ass sword, a shield from the class, depending on what you pick. Bro, these are entry-level NPCs I'm coming across that are fucking just destroying me, bro. When you first start playing that game and you come across the enemy and you're like, okay, I got my sword. Yep. I'm going to be able to just sla- hack and slash this guy down, and then you just get stopped. Yeah. You just get completely stopped, and you realize, oh... This isn't, it looks like it's going to be a hack and slash game, but it's not. Not It's a dodge, block, and slash game. And you have to learn this very almost dance-like play style to actually get the game. That's the perfect description, bro. And get the most out of it. And it's genius when you realize what they're trying to make you you do. They're trying to get you from just button mashing Mm -hmm. to actually strategizing. And that's, that's the beauty of that game. But, um... I want to take a hard left into get it. another topic. I'm left-handed. I like hard lefts, bro. We're leaving the uh, video game anime world, and I wanted to just go into the conspiracy corner. This is another of our segments. Um, I wanted to talk about Yay for a second. I wanted Let's to talk go. about Yay. Let's go. We got to talk about it because it's the biggest thing happening right now. When this show, when this episode drops, it'll still be the biggest thing going on. Um is Ye crazy or is he just bad at making decisions? And what should he do to get back into the good graces of the public or is it too late? Honestly, bro, to answer your first question, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think he's crazy, yeah. but I also do think he doesn't know how to come across things in the media's eyes. Right. With that being said, um not that I'm saying this or claiming this myself, most geniuses of the past, most mm. geniuses even of today are always claimed to be crazy. You ca- yeah. you have to be. Right. You have to be cl- you have to be crazy to to come upon the the revelations if you would of of your subject that you are stuck to so hard. Um in terms of him getting back into the media's eyes, I personally don't think he cares to do that at this point. There's no yeah. way he does because Look what this guy did. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> to, just so you guys have an understanding before I before I go through with this, uh, Kanye for the longest time, probably still to this day. If you ask me who my favorite artist of all time, Kanye's gonna take that spot. He he has been even from the past. Um, maybe not so much with his current work, but definitely then. And I feel like 
without sounding like I'm like fully on Kanye's team, because there's nobody in this world who I fully agree with, especially with their actions and choices made. Um, I definitely feel like this was not done without a plan. Okay. There's no way it wasn't. Now, this isn't a matter of somebody's losing their mind coming out and sporadically just spewing the first things that come to their minds because you guys have to have an understanding. Kanye's been around since the late nineties. Yeah. So and if you guys ever take a trip, you know, back way back when, he was a very formulated person. He was not somebody who was just coming out saying whatever he wanted, uh, and saying things that come off as disrespectful, insulting, anti Semitic, just to keep it up to today's terms. Yeah. Um so do I think this plan is a good plan? No. Not okay. for who he is. Right. As a celebrity, this mega star that has been one for so long now, that's been for a long time in his career, so loved in the media's eyes. Mm. He, he was, bro. He was, he was like the poster boy for it at, for so long. He was like the guy that could do no wrong. I mean, this guy made Jesus walks, bro. Nobody yeah. ever thought we'd be where we are today. But with that being said... Don't take everything that he's doing right now at face value and really, really please, I urge everybody that's going to hear this, if you hate Kanye, if you love Kanye, whatever it may be, please really look into a lot of what he's saying and and why he's saying this. Now, am I saying he's got good points? Am I saying that he's speaking the truth? Absolutely not. <laughs> Nobody on the earth is all truthful. Nobody on the earth is all knowledgeable. But at the same time, always have the question in your head why is this happening more than what the media is putting out there because it's 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 so easy to write somebody off as crazy and not and not challenge yourself with where did this person get this idea where is this coming from and why is he saying this now yeah so i i really think you you have a really important point there that before people just say oh, he's having a, a mental breakdown on TV. Just do yourself the favor of first actually listening to the entire three-hour Alex Jones interview. I'm not saying that it's like Kanye vindicates himself mm -hmm. through that interview, but you have to watch the entirety of these things and not just sound bites that you get from a 50-second clip on you know uh, TikTok or YouTube or whatever, you've got to watch these things in their entirety so you can see how they got to certain points, why Kanye's talking about certain things, and where he's trying as as badly as he does it, where he's trying to come from. So I think the conspiracy angle on this is that Kanye, the the coverage of Kanye is a perfect example of what happens when somebody, when the machine of the media has turned against someone. Yes. And I think somebody like Kanye, who, I'm going to be honest, I think he actually, at some level, was very hurt by not being the the loved rapper that he used to be. And I think that that pain of not being accepted anymore has turned into anger yeah. and resentment. And I think that's really where he's coming from with some of his statements, is he's angry at the very system that propped him up in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I mean to like... To reference something that I think still to this day is very important, if you guys are familiar, um, I forgot which platform it was done on, which show he went on, but Dave Chappelle has this very, very 
and I'm going to use this word important interview that he had one time. And this was at a, it's 2008, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. is when he did this interview. It possibly wasn't. I could be wrong about that. Was it the Inside the Actors Studio? Inside the Actors Studio yeah, is what yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Dave Chappelle was on his way easily to being the number one comedian out. I mean, his stand-ups, his TV show, The Chappelle Show, was was number one on Comedy Central. He was doing crazy numbers, and and that is saying a lot at this time for him being a black comedian because at this time, I mean, don't get me wrong, all the talk shows of comedians were were mainly white people, white white comedians. You know, you got your Jimmy Kimmel's, your Jimmy Fallon, uh, even way back then, your Jay Leno's. I mean, these guys, and I'm not taking nothing away from you. These guys were great Mm. talk show hosts. But the point I want to make here is Dave Chappelle has a certain part in his interview where he's talking about the label crazy. And, yeah. he's, and, and, and we're going into this because this is all involved, heavily involved with Hollywood. He says um, that the media always labels these people as crazy for any reason but the main reason you should be looking at. And he's talking about Hollywood at this point, And he basically says these are not crazy people and where you guys should have your uh, interests pointed towards is what in Hollywood is making these people act out the way that they are. Kanye is the perfect example for this right now. Yeah, he he uh, he had a, an incredible story where he talked about uh, Martin Lawrence, and he said Martin Lawrence was one of the most calculated, intelligent, hyper-successful comedians to yes. ever hit the stage. Yes. This guy was found on Hollywood Boulevard uh, naked with a gun in his hand screaming, they're trying to kill me. What was going on in his life to make somebody that was at one point so incredibly focused and sane to to break down in that way? We have to look at the environment before we look at the individual. Yeah. And I think I'll leave that there with Kanye is that before we are quick to just write him off, let's look at the environment that he's just recently come out of he was with the kardashians he was at the top of his fame he was worth billions of dollars working with adidas he was working with adidas he was working with balenciaga he was at this stratospheric level like this this level where the air is so thin because you're at the highest point of possible success what happened what did he see where did he go that made him break down in this way so we need to be asking that question before we write him off as just being a purely crazy guy. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'll say about that. That was our conspiracy corner. I think this is a good first episode. I think we can. I'm loving this. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we're good with this episode. So um, thanks, guys, for listening. This was, for real. This is a great start, a great launch to this incredible show. And uh, please, you know, send us your, your thoughts. Send us your messages. We're going to have an Instagram soon. We're going to have all the social media accoutrements that we're supposed to have. So be on the lookout for that. And otherwise, um, have a great one and God bless. Thanks for being here, everybody.